Good morning. Good morning. It's 9 a.m. and it is the Georgia show. I'm Jake Rowe. He's Rusty Mansell. We're Dogs HQ. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. Got a lot to talk about. Got a not here for a not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time this morning. And uh, drinking a little coffee. Uh, I'm sure Rusty's yeah. got his. Uh, I'm, I'm out, man. Out. What you got? You you medium roast guy? You dark roast guy? What do you do? I'm medium. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. You know, you're getting old. You switch to black coffee. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like warm ashtray. You know what I mean? It's, it's, not <laughs> all, it's just it's just what you drink now. You know what I mean? I know I'm getting old. I listen. I love it. Every now and then, I throw a little. Uh, every now and then, I throw a little coconut almond milk in there, um, just to kind of you know give it a little with a little honey or something, just to give myself a treat. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, I just I do I like it. I look forward to it. Really, like I first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning is let me get my coffee in me. It's not even that it wakes me up, but we're here, man. And uh, listen, Kurt, yesterday, Rusty Kirby Smart um, won his first big recruiting battle of 2024. Georgia got a big time commit. And Traveris Robinson, um, that that situation was one that I think we're just all really glad to kind of have in the rear view. Us, Alabama, everybody. If I could have two favors, Kirby Smart, ever, and I'm talking about walk in there and lay it on the table and say this is what happened, I would love to know what how it went down with Kobe Dean the last 24 hours and how they got him to Georgia, and I would love to know how what went down with T-Rob and since since Friday morning, basically, because that thing guaranteed was wild behind the scenes. And it was, it was, we were having to piece stuff together all day yesterday. And, you know, we kind of got the word late Sunday night. Uh, the last text I think you and I had, I was like, I think this guy's gonna, I, th- I think this guy's gonna stay, stick with Georgia. Um, and I'm not gonna put anything up until first thing in the morning. I'm gonna double check one more time. But, you know, yesterday morning, uh, when we kind of broke the news that this guy's, leaning towards sticking with Georgia and he did. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, folks tend to get in their feelings about it a little bit about one way or the other, but you got a guy that's about to uproot his life, you know, and, 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 and take on his fifth sec job. Um, and that's not an easy decision, especially when you've got an opportunity to coach a lot of the guys that you've helped recruit. And, right. You know, like if if you're Traveris Robinson, listen, you and I can't sit here and tell you tell you what what Alabama was I actually offering him defensive coordinator. Yes, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the all, the ins and the outs and the details. Was he going to have the whole thing? Was yeah. he going to get to hire his own defensive staff? Like I don't know. I, I can't say that. But I, what we do know is it was a significant significant position. It was defensive coordinator. Um, but that's a talented defense, and you don't get the keys to run a defense like that very often in your career. And he was going to get that, and maybe he was going to get that opportunity. Still, he chooses to come to Georgia, work at his fifth different SEC school, and oh, man, that's just that's such a big win for Georgia. And now he'll have a chance to work with Will Muschamp for the eleventh year of his career. Yeah, those two are close. Obviously, you know, I was told his wife and Will's wife are close, and. You know, Will's going off the field in an analyst role, which he certainly has earned, and um, you know, be able to. At, at times, he can watch his kid play at Vanderbilt, and if his kid wherever start a game, then he can be on a plane. Um, you know, for everything that Kirby demands, uh, from everything I've heard, and I've heard this from a lot of assistant coaches, unless it's something absolutely crazy, you're expected to be at your kid's game. Like if your kid's starting for the first time, then you're supposed to be there. You know, and. 
Um, and so that that part of it, you know, I think Kirby Smart, you know, as 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 his kids play and Andrew gets older, uh, that's going to be the question: Where's Kirby Smart going to be on Friday nights watching that kid play? So, um, but but you know, do not to get off the subject, but but uh, what a huge deal for for Georgia to land him. He's an elite recruiter, and he's the guy that beat he beat Georgia for Jake Pope. He beat Georgia for Caleb Downs. Uh, he beat Georgia for Terry and Arnold. If you remember, you know, he got Terry and Arnold. So uh, when those guys got down to Georgia and Bama, you know, this, he's been one of those guys that's kind of been winning those battles. So uh, that's, that's a big deal for Georgia to get him and, and to get him uh, on their staff. No doubt about it. And, and Rusty, I mean, you we ain't got time to list all the guys that he's beat Georgia for over the years. I mean, it's a long list. The one thing I like is J.C. Horn. You know, Georgia yeah. never was really in that, never really got on, on him quite. You know, Mel Tucker kind of at the end, that last kind of month, Mel Tucker was at Georgia. But T-Rob was on J.C. Horn at South Carolina the whole time. He, I think he wound up being a top-10 pick. He's a first-rounder in the NFL. So, uh, you know, that tells you the eval, not just a five-star guy. He went and got a guy that's kind of, quote-unquote, kind of under the radar. And, uh, and he was a first-rounder when he got done with him. And I tell you what, man, the more I keep coming back to it, there was this whole debate about, oh, how good of a defensive coordinator is he? I, I Listen, I don't know that we know. He did it at South Carolina. I know one thing. He was calling plays. He was on the other sideline, him and Will, putting together a game plan to, to completely stifle Georgia in that 2019 game in Athens. I do know that. Mm -hmm. One of the worst – One of the they made that one of the ugliest football games I've ever watched. Um, now, you know, some of that was, you know, a pass going through a receiver's hands and – you know, or, you know, this and that, a missed field goal. I mean, Georgia lost that ball game, last home loss. Two of those guys are in Athens now. Um, but mm. I look at the development. Like, you talk about Terry and Arnold, right? Yeah. Listen, I think uh, Terry and Arnold went from a guy that a lot most people recruited and saw as a safety in high school Correct. to an elite cornerback. Yeah, I mean – First, first rounder. Yeah, I mean, I, I I firmly believe that if he's not if he's not a first rounder, he's going to be one of these guys that somebody gets in the top fifty, and we're saying, and he's going to have a, I, he's just a great football player, and 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 I feel like T. Rob did a really good job getting him ready to play this past year. The way they got Caleb Downs ready, who listen, he's a, he's a big time talent. Don't get me wrong, Caleb Downs is an amazing talent, but. Played safety, played star. They they moved in positions and got him ready to play. T. Rob is not just a a, a great recruiter; he's a great position coach. I, I we can talk about coordinator when he gets the chance to call plays one day. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, I'm looking at him as a developer and a, and a recruiter. And you know, he's up there with guys that that are really revered in this sport. To me, because I've done it on both sides, guys like Sam Pittman, who who. Mm -hmm who for the longest time was considered a, 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 an elite recruiter, an elite developer. Um, and, and you know, you can go on and on and on with guys like that. Glenn Schumann is in that category. Brian Hartline, you mentioned that last time, is in that category. There just aren't very many of those, and, and Georgia's got them one here. Yeah, and you look at the co-DC title uh, when Dan Lanning was here. Dan Lanning was the defense coordinator, and Glenn Schumann was the co-defense coordinator. Well, Dan Lanning was making the calls. So when Dan Lanning left, Glenn Schumann stepped into that role. Well, now T-Rob is the co-DC. So um, you look at that, and if you know one day Glenn Schumann is not going to always be not always going to be at Georgia. You know Kirby Smart seems to always have that next guy ready. 
So that that would, uh, but that's kind of how he's worked this thing in the past. Is with this co DC and people ask how does that work? Well, this is not the first time. This is this is this is not unusual for Kirby Smart how he does this thing, and that allows you to pay more money. You know, when you get that when you get a title like that, that's kind of how the framework works for those types of things. So his contract to come out in a couple of days, I would imagine maybe a week or so. I don't know how that works, Jake. You guys are handling that kind of stuff. But we'll uh, the, the, the open records request is in buddy for him and will, we're going to find out, we're going to find out how much they going to yeah. will Muschamp, William Larry Muschamp is, uh, as, uh, Matt Godwin talks about, I yeah. listen, I, there was something that came up yesterday on the bill shank show. And I think this needs to be, uh, that, that I was talking to bill about that, that I don't think we've talked about enough, you know, will Muschamp's phenomenal, football mind um i've had people tell me before and after will muschamp joined the staff it is he said it would kind of make your jaw drop to understand how revered he is in that building uh by kirby smart by the people just so respected but i've also heard enough at this point to understand how much it means to keep him around from a glue guy perspective because if you remember, we had Matt Godwin on uh, on Bark After Dark and said, "Hey, you know, you got one coach instead, one coach to have a beer with. Who's who's the guy? Who are you sitting down and having a beer with, having a meal with?" And he said, "William Larry Muschamp." <laughs> um, let me tell you something, man. I've heard enough people talk about this, and you see that you saw the thing that happened with Jackson in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Um, that his personality and his he, he's a glue guy. He that's yeah. what he he means that to the program too. It's not just the he is a he's a guy that they love up there, and 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 he you know I, I firmly believe that he is a big part of that. Couple years ago, when Kirby Smart said the most chemistry of any staff I've been around, I believe Will Muschamp was such a giant part of that, based on everything I've heard, and and it's massive to keep him around. I know you've known Will for a long time. It might make you uncomfortable to say these no, nice things about no, him, but. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, we we we've come to a mutual respect. We don't talk about our high school uh, sports. <laughs> you know that Temple uh, versus Darlington, baby. Some wars. Now I'll tell you this, and, I, and I've said this to, to Will. I've said this to his kids before. Will Muschamp got hurt, and I'm gonna tell you, Northwest Georgia, we we were full of NFL athletes for whatever reason at the time. I played with one that played ten years in NFL. Everybody had athletes a lot better, a lot deeper up here um, at that time. But Will was a hell of an athlete. I'm telling you, he was a hell of an athlete. And he had a really, really bad uh, compound leg fracture. I think he was playing left field as a fly ball between him and the shortstop. You know, the left fielder comes in, the shortstop's backpedaling. And I think he and Will collided and it broke his femur. And so Will was done, missed his whole senior year of everything. But he was a hell of an athlete. God, I hope he don't see this because he'll 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 text me over this one. But uh, – <laughs> Will Will was a hell of an athlete, and I think the one thing, if you ever, if Will Muschamp ever did about five podcasts in a row, this guy is hilarious. I mean, this guy's got a great sense of humor. I think people, to see that side of him, and that's kind of what he brings to that office, I'm sure, kind of keeps, obviously, everybody sees how serious he is and what type of competitor he is, but very, very funny uh, personality on the side. So uh, I think Will's, you know, and quite honestly, you know, he's, He's earned his right to do that, but you know he's also going to be still be an important piece of uh, still be an important piece of this Georgia football program. Uh, not completely tapping out on that deal. And also, I mean, you go back to that Orange Bowl. You had two or three offensive players around him. You had two or three defensive players around him. Like there were there were guys that he didn't interact with 
coach on a daily basis that were right there that wanted to see his reaction to Jackson getting a chance to play. And everybody was fired up about him. You know, you, you and I talk about this sometimes, like uh, Chaz Chambliss or, or you know, some of these walk-ons, Dan Jackson, um, other guys that get a chance to play that, that maybe don't play a whole lot when they do something, how the teammates react. Correct. Can often tell you, you know, what, you know, how they feel about them. And, you know, for them to, to crowd around Will like that and do that, and, and that was one of the coolest moments of the year just in general because it was freaking hilarious. He stole Carson Beck's first down celebration there, so that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Let's look at this. Uh, so one of, the, one of the things, and I guess this is a little bit of a theme now, Rusty, for, for a couple of years, Georgia's rotated offensive linemen, and what do you know? Next year you get there and they've got – starters coming back that you didn't really predict that would be coming back because you didn't think they would turn into starters. They, they're doing it with the coaches now, with the co-DC. They've got like this little stepping stone deal. Well, the way they've handled the recruiting class, the way they've handled this 2024 class is they went ahead and locked it all up, and they're already working harder on 2025 than anything else. Let's talk about these guys that they're seeing and, and you know, Elijah Griffin, um, uh, Zayden Walker, Mason Short, who's committed to Alabama, the Glover kid who I love. I don't know how Georgia feels about him, but he is one of my favorite interior offensive linemen the past couple of years. Uh, decommitted from Alabama last night, the kid from Langston Hughes. What are you thinking? What are you? What? What are? What's the feeling for Georgia in state in this 2025 class? Important. I mean, this is a huge class. I mean. You know, I don't sit in those meetings, but they have to understand this is this this that happened in a while. It's so deep, and I've said it a couple podcasts now. I'm say it again. The state of Georgia's been down pretty bad, depth wise. It's always got a couple players, but not like now this wide receiver class in 2025, and that's what's been killing Georgia. They've been having to go win battles out of state, man. And and then when you get one like Mike Matthews, who was clearly the guy. Everybody in the world is just, just in here. You're battling everybody for someone like that. But but the, the state has depth at wide receiver in a 25 class. I mean, they could literally sign all their wide receivers for mid-state. And I can't tell you the last time that I've, I've said that. Uh, the D-line is absolutely ridiculously loaded. Uh, they got great offensive linemen. They got great tackles. They got centers. They got everything you can check there. And, um. Don't want to give away too much, but uh, the, the 2025 class in Georgia, the state of Georgia might get a little deeper today. So we'll we'll see how that goes later on today. But uh, when you when you look at this, uh, when you, when you look at the the class, it's so important. And I kind of recognize this about last maybe June or July. I was like, wait a minute, there's another D lineman, and there's another D lineman. There was a kid last night that someone brought to me, Jake. I I I'd never heard of him. He's six five and a half, three hundred and five pounds. I'm going to go see him or I'm going to call Chad Simmons and send Chad Simmons to go see him. Uh, Georgia is going to see him later this week. And that's another in-state kid that I'm not, I wasn't aware of. And he's a 2025. So this, this class, man, is it so, so important to me because for a million reasons it's the key positions. And Jake, as you move forward with NIL and in-state kids that I think it's going to, you're going to start seeing, uh, a lot of importance, a little bit, a little bit more. Not saying that Georgia has not put an emphasis on the state of Georgia. They have. The problem is, it's never been this deep. So I think the timing of this class, the twenty-five class, and being deep at key positions because it's deeper in 25, 24, and twenty-three by a good shot at O line, D line, and wide receiver. There's no doubt about it, man. You, you look at it right now. 
you have to get all the way to the to one of the best players I felt like in this class in the state of Georgia to number 15 before you see a guy outside the top 100 overall players. Yeah. Um, you know, for Christian Garrett is number 99 at number 14. You get a number 15, Rusty is the first is the first in-state player that's outside of the top 100 and it's Juan Gaston who Jesus love, Lord have him. mercy I love that kid they so watch basketball highlights it, yeah. what so he was six seven and a quarter yeah three I think 337 Saturday yeah. and my man oh. is, is 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 drop step baselining you good for I mean? him too because I know when he was an under armor about this time a year ago, I, I 337 was about like me saying that I'm, you know, that I weigh 210. You know, I mean, it was, he was a yeah. big man by that time last year. So, um, but man, this is, this is such a loaded group. I mean, first thing you've got right off the cuff is two, two five star defensive linemen, Elijah Griffin and uh, not five star. Well, yeah, two five star defensive linemen, Elijah Griffin and Justice Terry, Zayden Walker, who is, uh, you know, listen. Right, we've got watch, some, watch his highlights. We've got some notes on him today. Uh, you do, Rusty, but um, we haven't been shy about how Georgia feels about him. Elias uh, Ellis Williams, Elias Williams, um, he is already a Georgia commit. Um, you know, Georgia is is all in there. Six seven, two hundred thirty five pounds tight end. Um, Josh Petty, Jonte Gilbert. Uh, you know, uh, Usman Chroma. I mean, it's just it, it is a loaded class. Jalen Perlotti, another top ten prospect, is committed to Georgia. And, it's it's loaded, man, and I'm just I'm interested to see how Georgia treats treats the line, lines of scrimmage in this class because you're looking at this and there are there are a ton of quality offensive linemen. There's not that elite guy just yet. I think Juan Gaston might get there, yeah. um, but man, there there's just so much talent in this state, and I'm with you. You know, I don't think Georgia needs to change its recruiting philosophy, but you know, listen, you recruit your backyard, you recruit it hard. Um, it's not like Georgia in, in these past few classes has ignored anybody in their own state. They've recruited the hell out of some guys and they've lost some battles. But I do think it's important to get your fair share of those in-state guys because even if it's just a tiny bit, it means a little bit more to them, you know, and, and, and a little bit more to, to kind of be close to home. And at least you're not battling homesickness in addition to everything else. It's one less reason, I guess, for them to jump out and, and, and get out there. What do we have coming up as far as recruiting goes? Um, you know, in terms of what we're going to get a chance to see and and what's on the horizon for junior days, big events. You know, yeah. I mean, typically under Kirby Smart, they don't do junior days every weekend. That's something he started a couple of years ago. And if you're on our site, you realize that list they had last weekend, and Georgia had, uh, my goodness, a ton of players there uh, around 2025. I think big time, big time targets. So. I'm not expecting like big junior days. I think the news here is who they go see because yeah. now, now if you go on HQ today and you read those notes, I just posted the second I can't, we came on here. You see who Kirby smart seeing in the 25 class. And I don't know if it's been touched on here or not, but there's a new rule to where the 20, and this is a damn for all the stupid stuff. The NCAA does. This is the best one they've had in a while. If you're a 2025 prospect, if Jake Rowe is a 2025 prospect at Jefferson High School, Kirby Smart and Glenn Schumann can come in and sit down with you for 30 minutes. Now, they can only do that twice during the month of January. But it used to be that bump rule. Like, you had to see him in the hall and kind of, hey, and and look, man, we, 
it's just that was just so stupid. Now you can sit down with a kid and you got 30 minutes. So uh, it's good to be able to sit down and talk to the kid face to face and you'll see him again when he comes on campus. But I love that rule. So if you want to see who Kirby Smart's seeing today, we posted that on Dogs HQ first thing this morning. I think a couple of those are real interesting and I think a couple of them make a lot of sense. That's just today. That's just the ones we've confirmed so far. So um, you know, that's the new rule, and that's kind of where we are. So, to me, I'm not expecting huge junior days again, but I do expect Georgia to be on the road a lot, and I like to see where they are because that pretty much tells you how they're – that pretty much tells you kind of where they're at and who they're seeing. Like, they see some some guys I've never heard of, and I'm kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's a guy. Like the one I found out about last night, another in-state, you know, lineman. So, you know, you know, kind of think about that. That's kind of how things pop up. Yeah, uh, I have used up my eligibility, Tomahawk Dog. And I think, uh, I think you got a, I think you got a COVID year. I really everybody, do. everybody's lucky. I have. I'm just telling you that right now. Um, listen, Josh Newberg was on uh, Bark After Dark last night. And he talked. He he dropped a. Um, hey, I had a red shirt year at Florida State. It took me, you know, it took me five to get out of there. And I was like, dude, I had three red shirt years. Oh, yeah. you, you had a COVID year before COVID year, didn't you? Yeah, I had I had a COVID year before and after. Uh, I, I went on paternity leave. Um, I had all sorts of stuff happen to me while I was in college, but I did finish. So, uh, but, yes. but yeah, everybody's lucky. I don't have any eligibility left because Mike Bubba would be like, that's a fullback right there. No that's doubt. a fullback. That's a guy that'll pay his own way and come, come, you know, slam his face into people. Be like them, be like number 49 playing fullback. Uh, Thad Peavy, I believe, has asked a couple of times. So, interested to take on Terry Bussey. Yeah, I think he's a DB. Um, I, I think he's a DB all the way. And I think that's the last high school kid in 2024 that George is like really recruiting. Um, you know, Dante Jackson has a has a relationship with him coming from USC. So, and he uh, likes T Rob a lot too, uh, I, in, in, according right, to the recent update that we've got. Right, so. I do expect him at some point to be on campus for an official visit. It may not be one of those like Friday, Saturday, Sunday deals, it might be like one of those Monday, Tuesday deals. I mean, they can do those now. Uh, so you know, I do think he projects as a defensive back. I did talk to Charles Power yesterday, our uh, director of scouting at On Three, and I said, You like Bussy at wide receiver or? DB and he said, man, he was great at Under Armour at wide receiver, but I do think his ceiling is at DB. So I think we're, all, I think everybody's on the same page, and he is definitely getting recruited at DB for Georgia. So we'll see how that plays out. But that's really the last name I would think left uh, in high school uh, for, for the 2024 class. Just for kicks and giggles, corner safety star. What? Where you, I, I look at him, I see, a, I see kind of a compact body star. Um, somebody in that Javon Bullard mold, but maybe a little bit more explosive. Um, I have learned that Georgia takes these long kids that can freaking run and they make them fit. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. want to, I, I don't want to pin him down and say, Hey, he's only a corner. They, they just want, they just take a kid that can run and has length and they'll make him fit. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you just can't have enough of those guys. And man, I'm so excited for this spring because there are some guys like Chris Peel and Kyron Jones and some guys we just didn't get to see a whole lot of that you heard a lot about, but you never got to see it. You never got to look at it with your own eyes outside of that, you know, interception for a touchdown for Kyron Jones early in the year. And uh, yep. we'll have it. We've got an interview coming up with him over at Dogs HQ. We've got an, you know, we've got a, a interview coming up with Damon Wilson from after the Orange Bowl. We kind of waited until after the dust settled on everything else. I've got an interview coming with Ra Ra Thomas, uh, a one-on-one there. Now that we know Ra Ra's staying at Georgia, 
Um, there, well, there was no announcement that he's leaving, and yesterday was the deadline, so that's where we're at there. So uh, I'll have a one-on-one with Ra Ra Thomas coming as well. So y'all come on over to Dogs HQ. Check all that out. Check all the recruiting info out. Rusty's putting it out daily. So Jake Roos, uh, uh, Jeremy Johnson killing it. Palmer's got some off-season kind of setting you up for spring stuff coming, and and I'm just kind of scratching my ears. Let me say this, and, uh, and I'm good for a tease. This is not a commitment. This is not a commitment, and it's not Caleb Downs. So let me let me stop that for us. But there'll be some interesting news today in the world of recruiting, uh, and we'll have you covered on Dogs HQ. So I would imagine before say 1 p.m. today, there'll be some interesting news in the world of recruiting. It is not Caleb Downs. My God, don't get that stirred up. Uh, and it's not a commitment, but uh, I think Georgia fans will be interested in this. So before one today, be on Dogs HQ at some point. I think you'll uh, I think you'll understand. 2025 has a lot of good punters, Tyler Stanfield says. Don't tell Rusty that. You've just – he's, he's, He ain't going to be worth anything for the rest of the day. But I'll leave you with this. The biggest fail of 2023 was me knowing about that walk-on long snapper and not getting my money's worth out of that because I just – I was like, I can't do it to him today. I can't remember what was going on. Yeah, we, I, uh, it would seem like it was it, – obviously it was the middle of that transfer portal. Uh, something going on. I couldn't do it to y'all because I would have been dead man walking, but damn, I wanted to. <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, come on over to Dogs HQ. Check us out. Content flowing. We love you guys. Y'all take it easy.